Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. How's it going, everyone out there? Thank you for listening to the podcast. It's Nikki Glazer Podcast. You know it. Uh, Wednesday, I'm heading to LA um, in a couple hours. Gonna hop on a plane, go out there, get a spray land, get a spray tan, hopefully not get shot. Did I tell you last night that I got a spray tan? I legit was in the crossfires of a um, an active shooter. Because everyone has the Citizen app now. And I got there and the woman was like, yeah, there's an active shooter nearby. Um, So I hope this time that doesn't happen. I also hope that uh, she's got to go darker. I was was really uh, not happy with the tone of my spray tan. And I just had to go over it last time because it just wasn't dark enough. Um, Is it ever dark enough? Like, I, you know, looking at my... I the second I my body all of it sloughs off and my skin color goes back to the normal tone it is. I look down on my legs sometimes and I have to like do. I, I'm much more body positive now and I just accept myself. But when the thoughts come in of you're not good enough, your legs are f- gross, you're getting old. It's always when I'm pale. So like 
just got to keep that tan going. And I wish I didn't have to, but feeling like crap today because, well, not emotionally, pretty good emotionally, but like just finally my period started. You know what? It's just like, it's just outside the door and you know, it's going to come and it's like taunting you and just making your life, just making you feel sick. Like I have a um, headache on one side of my face today, which I'm trying to get to go away with some coffee. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just a fucking mess this morning. Like, it all just decided to come at once after I had showered. I mean, this is, no one needs to hear this. But what do you do, what do you do when you get, what, what do you, do you throw, do you, is it cold water? Is it baking soda? Is it, you, do you toss everything in the, like, it's just, it looked it was it was unfortunate. Like I, my, I have a friend Josh Arnold who used to have a joke that it, when you take a shower and then you fart when you get out of the shower, he has to like go back in and clean up again because he's just like I'm dirty. I never really related to that because it's just like I don't think farts don't make me feel dirty, but this sure did. I felt like I had to get back in, but I didn't have time. Um, so I'm just gonna be kind of gross. The, the problem is on my period, my boobs are like great. Like, they're just like, do you feel that, Noah? Do you feel like they're like, I feel like they're tight oh, yeah. and they're taut well, and they're heavy. I think I literally think they weigh, like, if I got on a scale, I would weigh 10 pounds more and it would all be heavy tit. Do you feel that way? Like, mine are like, they're, with girls with like really big boobs, shout out to y'all out there because the mine aren't huge, but they get weighed down so much that they're just like, oh, and they hurt and... It just, your boob changes completely. I like the look of it. The problem is no one's seeing me naked right now because I'm, you know, I, I can't have sex like this. I mean, I could. I wouldn't have a problem putting down a towel. But sex with someone new on your period, I'd try it. I really honestly don't care. <laughs> we're talking a lot about sex today because we're having on uh, Dr. Emily Morris from uh, Sex with Emily later on in the show. And she's going to talk to us about masturbation, about orgasms and all that stuff. But we were talking about the idea of sex toys being introduced early on in a relationship. Like if Andrew texted this morning to both of us, if we, if we hooked up with a guy for the first time and he had a bunch of sex toys that were like clean, would we be gross, creeped out? I was like, absolutely not. I would love it. That's the kind of guy that will have period sex with you on the first time too. Like, let's just like not pretend that sex is something other than what we want it to be. And let's pull out our bag of tricks right away. I'm, if we're going to be in a relationship, I will be on my period at some point. I will need you to f have sex with me on my period. That is not, I won't be in a relationship where a guy's like, no, just close your eyes, turn off the lights and pretend I'm super wet. I don't know what you need to do, but I mean, I guess it is can be very gross. I don't know if I'd be down with it um, if I were a guy. Uh, I wonder how guys feel about it. Do they I, I like don't it? Because it's no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask Andrew. What do you mean? Like no, like I wonder if it feels like warmer and like slimier, and they like it. It is like the same consistency almost of like their cum. Yeah, uh, kind of ours too you know like if if you really were blind you would just think a woman was super duper wet do you know what i mean yeah unless I think they it were just, some like <laughs> i don't want to get really gross but sometimes today's the day gets a little what today's the day that's what well, we're talking today's about the day but like i just don't want people to hear about period chunks but sometimes things get a little uh, chunky 
I mean, it is the lining of your uterus shedding in case men do not know that. Dude, I got to tell for everyone who's still listening. Thank you so much. And um, I do want to point everyone to something while we're on the topic of just like kind of gross, not gross things, but like just women's issues and men's too. If you or anyone you know is uh, pregnant, uh, about to have a baby, has a baby, had babies, there is this, uh, my friend Jamie Lee, comedian Jamie Lee, she told me about this podcast that's like old Oprah shows that are just like, you know, growing up, it, it, I listened to it yesterday, it plays the whole like intro and it's like, oh my God, I, Oprah to me was coming home from school and eating four bowls of uh Honey bunches of oats with almond um, after after school and then eating dinner like it was just like plowing cereal watching Oprah but it brought me back but they're they're playing old episodes there's one with Brooke Shields and it is about postpartum depression which is not just baby blues and she I can't believe like it's not the number one thing you think about her I'm glad it isn't because she's so much more than that but she goes on Oprah and she was saying like I hated my baby. I didn't want anything to do with her. I wanted her like, and she, she did in vitro. She did everything she could to have this baby and the baby was born and she was just like, ugh. And just like, I don't like, I, I we should get rid of her, not like kill her, but like she, and, and the, the lovely thing is that Oprah was like, did you, you know, Brooke Shields wanted to kill herself a lot during this time. She was so depressed. And this was right when she had a baby, Noah. So everyone's like, you must, it's supposed to be this time of bonding and you're supposed to love it. And she was just like, I don't have any feelings towards this thing. It's annoying. I don't want to not like care for it, but I don't, she's crying and I like don't care. I have to feed her because like, that's what you do, but I'm not like looking forward to it. She just, she really, and she really goes into detail. It's almost uncomfortable how much she hated her baby. This all turns around because she got on medication, but I just thought how many women are out there feeling these feelings and have no, have no Brooke Shields to relate to them. Brooke Shields fucking hated her baby. So if you have little resentments toward your, your kids, or if you're having um, postpartum, Definitely listen to this. Or if you know someone that does, please give this to them because it will make them feel so much less alone because she gets just gets so real about it. And Oprah says, did you ever have any intention to harm your baby? And she goes, thank God I didn't. She goes, thank God, because I heard postpartum depression and I thought there's no way I have that because that's women who drive their cars into lakes and throw their babies uh, off balconies or whatever. And that wasn't me. And it's like, no, that's the, that's a, the end of the spectrum of postpartum depression. That's postpartum psychosis, which all of this can lead to if it's untreated, from what I understand. Um, but the way that she said, think, because Oprah goes, did you ever think of harming your baby? And instead of Brooke being like, oh, my God, no, no. She just goes, no, but thank God I didn't. Meaning, listen, any woman that harms her baby doesn't. Do you think that woman signed up to be someone who harms her baby? She couldn't. She couldn't help it. I mean, I really believe that her brain tricked her and no one wants that when they when they are growing up. No one wants to go someday. I would like to be Suzanne Smith and drive my Volvo into a lake. I remember that woman who drove a car into a lake or something. She had like five kids in it. This is in the 90s. It really stood out to me because I thought uh, my mom has a Volvo and we're really annoying sometimes. I better be on the lookout for this. You know, I, I really remember being like this. That's how could you do that? And then going like. I'm more scared because I could see how you could do this because me and my sister are pretty obnoxious. I have to bring in Andrew. Andrew! Andrew's coming with the news in just a second. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always gonna have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry though. He's fully recovered. (sighs) Good one, Dad. (sighs) Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Andrew. Good morning. Good morning. How'd you sleep last night, bud? Gosh, I'm good there, bud. Mm-hmm. We, what did we watch last night? The we, end of Notting Hill. <laughs> yeah, I love Notting Hill. Okay, Noah, Andrew yeah. has seen Notting Hill, he said, probably like 12 times in his life, which he knew everything that was happening. I've seen this movie like probably three times, and I haven't seen it since 1999, probably. We both knew the one line that was... Uh, how long have you been? How long? It's oh, can you ask end. me the question Spoiler again? Alert. Yeah, they're at the press conference, and he's like, uh, "Excuse me, mom." Uh, and she's like, um, "Yes." And they're both like having this like "I fuck" moment. And he's pretending to be a guy from Horse and Hound uh, <laughs> magazine, and she. First of all, she gets asked how long she's staying in the country to shoot a movie, and she goes, "I leave tonight." And then someone else asks. What about the gentleman you were seeing spotted with? Which, by the way, if they photographed her in her underwear at a man's house and then the man came to the door in his underwear too, the British tabloids would have known who the man was. He would be famous in Notting Hill. It would have been a whole thing. But instead, they're like, what about that one guy we saw you with the one time when there were hordes of crap? It didn't make any fucking sense. And then she goes, actually, we're just friends. And this is before she knows he's in the room. And then they're like, and then then Hugh Grant says, well, is there any chance that you will be more than friends? And sh- who would ever say this to a reporter? Like, okay, so she's under the guy. Everyone in the room thinks she's talking to a reporter, even though she knows she's talking to Hugh Grant, the guy that he's asking about. And she's like, think of a celebrity doing this. Um, the man I was spotted with was just a friend. Okay, excuse me, ma'am. Could, is, is there a chance you could be more than friends? Well, I wanted to be. But he didn't want that. Like, that's what she says to you, Grant. It's like, no actress that is guarded would ever be like, I wanted to be more than friends, but he didn't want that. You know the only person that says that, admits that as a woman? Me! I'm the only one. No women admit being rejected. I've been rejected live on air from men. Otherwise, and I'm not saying I'm some, like, brave person. It's not a good look. Um, what to be rejected to admit being rejected and that's what Julia Roberts did in that scene to Hugh Grant who she knew was like coming around to love her because his eyes did that slopey like the thing where he's like the, the, his eyes make a bridge that's being you know when like uh, boats pass under a bridge yeah. and the bridge lifts up like it splits in the <laughs> middle and it lifts that's what Hugh Grant's eyebrows do when he wants to look like Will you still love me? He looks like a, a Persian cat got excited, or like he yes, he has a all the very wrinkles. exotic cat face, expressive. Yeah, and his eyes are very droopy. Oh, I'm he's, Hugh Grant. He's, he's so adorable. You're a you're a Hugh Grant fan. That's I, why you. Yeah, he, I go. I'm why did he see Notting Hill twelve times? And he goes, "I'm a Hugh Grant fan." What? And Andrew, I'm not alone. I go. This is boggling my mind that Andrew Collin has seen Notting Hill. And I go, do you, and by the way, you are alone. Because I go, who did you watch this with? Did you watch this alone? And you go, yeah. 
Well, yeah, I did watch a lot of those. I've watched, I was very into romantic comedies. I thought my life was going to be a romantic comedy. I thought I'd meet a girl in a bookstore where I was reading, you know, uh, uh, you know, eating uh, cheese sandwiches for dummies and she'd find me in aisle four and and I'd be like, hey, you like this book too? And they'd be like, oh my God. Eating cheese sandwiches for dummies. My uncle wrote this book. And whoa, really? Wow, that's crazy. You thought it was going to be some kind of like great story instead of just a girl sliding into your DMs because she is a fan of your podcast. (laughs) They're both romantic. You love a story though. I do, I do. And I thought that's my life was going to be a story. And then Hugh Grant had that and about a boy. I was... loved about a boy. Because it was about this like, you know, this guy that took in a girl. The father was not there enough and... He took in this little boy. It was kind of pedophile the movie, when you look at it differently. It's a good um, Nick Hornby, I think, is the author. I like that guy's work. I loved Hugh Grant I Love Actually because finally Hugh Grant was like, he was the prime minister. He's like so hot and he's the most powerful man in... He has a way of being GB. Uh, very soft while being manly, which I, I... It's an interesting way to like... I don't know. It's like, I feel like... David Spade has a way of doing it where he's like self-deprecating while still like getting respect from everyone. There's mm-hmm. an interesting like where like I don't know. Vulnerable. About, yeah, vulnerable while being strong. Say it with me again. Vulnerable. Strong. Vulnerable. Strong. Vulnerable. Um, yes, I agree. Last night I was watching Notting Hill, Noah, and I was like, I, I go, oh my God, Hugh Grant is feminine energy Julie Roberts to a T is masculine energy the whole the whole time. She makes the first move. She's the one that shows up to him. She's the one that asks him out. He tells her, "I can't t- tonight. I have my sister's birthday." She's like, "I'll go with you." She She's, makes all the money. She makes all the money. It's like uh, whoever wrote that film knew exactly what these roles were. And then he's the one that's when she comes back. And then she goes, "I can't do that." He goes, "She's like, I want to be with you. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her." And he's like, I can't, I can't sign up for the emotional pain that, that this is going to put me through. And she's just like, what? And it's like, whoa, the roles are flipped. And at no point does, I mean, he comes after her in the end, but she's the one sitting up there in the lights with the cameras on her going, well, he told me he didn't want me. And so, you know, I couldn't uh, do anything about that. He's like, well, maybe the readers of Horse and Hound would like you to be together. But I think I think there is something to it where he's going, look, I, I can't get in this situation because I've been hurt before. You were mean to me. You also kind of left me for your apparently ex-boyfriend at one point. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that sometimes Girl, we just want to go female energy, female energy, no, female I, I energy get that. the whole time. I, I get that, but I think I'm not calling him a woman. No, but, but I'm saying though we don't take his feelings and like we don't really take his feelings because he is the man, and it's like oh get over it, stop being a little bitch, like get over her being no, shitty to you. No, and that's what I'm saying. Most men are not that type. I mean, uh, every man feels s- sadness when he loses a woman, but the way that Hugh Grant expresses it in this of being like I'm not doing that again and like so sad. It is a female um, energy thing because there are men who bond through sex and can that like a woman normally does. But it's usually the woman that um, because they banged and then he was like Gaga and then she was the one that was like, I'm out. He also read lines with her, which, I mean, if you're a man and you read lines with a woman, such a bonding experience. He he acted with her. Uh Can you read lines with me? 
yeah. on the roof, remember? And it was such a good argument they got into because so he goes to set <laughs> to like see her after she's oh, like yeah, rejects him. And he puts on headphones because he's sitting by like the crew tent and he hears her having a discussion with another person on the set. And the, the guy on the set is like, so what's with that guy that came to visit you? I'm talking about Hugh Grant. And Julia Roberts is like, Oh, he's just a friend. It's just a guy that I was seeing. It's I don't even know deal. why he's here. I don't even know why he's here. <laughs> and Hugh Grant is like so sad. The bridge comes up on his forehead. The <laughs> boat passes through his eyes. His eyes get sad. He leaves, right? And then later on, she comes into the store the next day, his little bookshop, and she's like, she brings him a Chagall, which is probably a million dollar painting that they just abandoned when they go to track her down, by the way. We noticed. So he comes back to the store. Or she comes into the store and he's like, well, what about, she's like, I want you. And then he's like, well, what about on set? I overheard you. And she's like, oh, I, I lied to that guy who's fucking talks to everyone. And it was just an asshole. It was such a moment that would happen with a guy where you're like, you hear a guy kind of like talk badly about you to someone or just like kind of dismiss his feelings for you to like a guy friend. And you're like, well, you didn't tell Bradley that like how much you love me. And it's like, why would I tell Bradley? He's not to be trusted. And then you're like, Oh, it was just funny for her to be like, I'm not going to tell that actor how I really feel. And he have Hugh Grant be like, oh, I'm, I caught, I misunderstood. I related to that so hard of just being like, I, I know exactly what you're doing. And it's like, no, I was protecting you in that. Yeah. Also, it's such a long conversation. Oh, so I met this guy at the bookstore. Like she's going to go through the whole fucking story. It's going to take just an hour so and a half. That Hugh Grant was like, why didn't she tell our love story? That's what I'm like, saying. It would have took forever. I know. But it, how often do women feel that way all the time <laughs> of like, but why didn't he just do that? And it's like, because it would have just been more difficult. It's just such a, dip, a simple answer yes. that would have cleared up everything. And they could have just gone from there. And but is that together. a white lie? Um, no, because she goes, it's, she can say, I don't know why he's here. I bet she didn't know. But the last thing when he, I don't even know. I don't know. It it seemed, yeah. I don't think she lied, but if she did, yeah, that would kind of bug me too. Cause there's a way of saying it without lying. Let's get to the news. (laughs) The news. Apparently. (laughs) Apparently the news. Yeah, you heard it here first. Boy, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. I hope everyone's humping, humping around, hump around. Remember that song? Hello. The Humpty Dance. The Humpty Dance. Yeah, I interviewed that guy on my podcast. He died. I know, just recently. Uh, all the swells. All the swells. <laughs> What's what? What are the headlines? New study on sex toys break common misconceptions. Uh huh. Ninety percent of the surveyed women. I'm listening. In a relationship said that they were open with partners about sex toy use. How many? What percent? 90%. New studies break the misconceptions that sex toys are only bought for solo use and the stereotype that it's for women who have difficulties having orgasms. In 2004... Wait, who thinks sex toys are for women who have difficulty having orgasms? Is this 1940s? Yes, it's it's a horse and buggy. That's why I buy them, but like, I don't think that that's... Well, I mean, essentially, this is this story is about like that that women are using sex toys. Every time you're thinking, oh, it must be single women that are alone uh, and so sad, mm. and they need to fill up their pussy with you know a dildo. But no, you can add it to the relationship, and it can make things hotter. It can renew. It can rekindle things. Yeah. If, if you're like in your forties and mm-hmm. you want to try new positions, anyhow. But yeah, so I mean, 
when do you but when do you break it out like how how long into a relationship before you bring out first time i'm having sex i i mean if i want to like not the first time i'm having well i mean yeah honestly like if i want to come i need a sex toy because i am especially the first time with a guy i just don't i don't really if to have it feel the best it can possibly feel for me yeah sex toy is gonna really speed up the process and like i've said before it's not gonna be as good as me alone with a sex toy to have also a guy there too but both together is like it's just a combination i just i'm so excited about it's like having your best friend from college and your best friend from high school visiting at the same time and you're like we all get along this is so much more fun with all of us than it would be if i just visited you individually so true well okay how about this a guy you hook up with a guy because this happened to me recently you Mm -hmm. hook up with a guy he has an orgasm right but i mean you have sex for a little while Mm -hmm. he has an orgasm you try to use the toy while he fingers you, right? But there's like maybe a little bit too much pressure because he's not quite as into it anymore because he's already come, but he's trying to be into it. But he's maybe like watching he feel TV it. as he's no, doing he's it. like looking at her and kissing her neck. But Ugh, like, I don't just, it, don't put yourself in the scenario. I'm just and he's licking your ears. Ew, 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 and ew, sucking ew. on your nose. No, okay, now it's getting less sexual, <laughs> and I enjoy it. Okay, <laughs> so anyhow. He goes, hey, you know what? Look, I think I'm putting too much pressure on you because I'm in here. I already came. Why don't I go outside for 10 minutes? You do whatever you got to do. Plug up all the holes. Have a great time. No pressure. Take your time and have an orgasm. And we come out and we'll go get dinner. How do Um, you feel about that? I would be annoyed that I didn't come up before because... It feels better when I I tend to come when like the guy is invested in it. That's like makes it better. But um, I'd probably just forgo the orgasm because I'd be like, you know what? I I don't really need if I really wanted to, I would get it done myself. But the thing is, I was masturbating last night and I realized that if I get in a relationship and I'm living with someone, I can't have them like almost like outside the door walk like they could walk in the bedroom. I need to lock myself away to do what I do to myself to get off. Like it is not a pretty sight. It is not sexy. It is not something I could just do when the guy goes to the shower and is like, just, you know, take care of yourself. It's so involved. And so one man band in a town square with like (laughs) so many different things going that it's, it's a really personal experience. And I almost was like, having this moment last night where I was like, enjoy the fact that you have no one in your life that can enter your room. Like Andrew is across the way. He is not like I live with someone, but he's not going to be walking in my room anytime. I truly have privacy, which when I'm in a relationship or married at some point, I will only get when I'm like away at a hotel or something. So, it's almost I, like I guess feels the like long a really, answer is no, you you want to. I wouldn't want to do it unless the guy took a walk for an hour. <laughs> yeah, and like really gave me and had enough toys there to satisfy my needs. If I'm at his place and all he has is a little vibrator that you know his roommate got sent to him, <laughs> her and a box of toys, and she just handed one to him. That's the thing, women get these toys and they just get whatever novelty toy their friend gives them as a gift. You need to go find what works for you. I have found a system through so much practicing that works for me and i couldn't just like someone just couldn't give me a little lipstick vibrator and go oh go have fun i that would be worthless to me unless a guy had his fingers in me as well it was funny i was like were you thinking of me at least while i was not in the room or were you thinking of like john stamos and she goes i was only thinking of you and it was really like nice even though she lied probably uh john stamos i think she probably just didn't know who that was because she's (laughs) 
25. <laughs> yeah, her vision of Josh Damon just He's an, like an old, old guy man. with a with a cane. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like, I know, I that would be like, like you someone asking you if you masturbated to like Aunt B from uh, like Andy Griffith's show. So? <laughs> Next story. Uh brain scans of people with Oh, do you know what mesophonia is? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's Finding, when people yeah. get enraged. Rage, rage, rage. Not just like, I don't like the sound of people chewing. Fucking want to rip your head off and have blood boiling at the sound of people eating or chewing yeah. or mouth sounds. Yeah. In other words, they're people that can't be friends with either of us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I we learned were- it from my father. I feel like that should be a commercial. I learned it from you, you dad. dad. My dad is the loudest. I can't. I, you don't I, have I want you to though. eat with him. If but people could, I bet there are misophonics that have heard your dad eating at a Ruby oh, Tuesday's at its next table neck. and have wanted to kill him. I think misophonics have probably murdered before, and they can't. It's probably been like because his chewing was loud, and people don't understand. But I've heard it described. Shout out to those people out there with misophonia. It sounds like hell, like to be well, literally a- enraged by the sound of a mouth sound that you can't. Like control that rage, and it, it's like scientifically proven that it. So it's like a, it's a. Uh, so is it, what he's suggesting is that mesophonia, the trigger sound, activates the motor area, even though the person is only listening to the sound. So it actually like affects the, a part the, of your brain yeah. that's like stab, stab, stab. Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, so they really can't. They're not being annoying by being like, hey, can you cut no, your mouth? Because it's not. If someone tells you that your chewing is annoying you, if you don't know about misophonia. Misophonia, get into it because. But um, how, how it would is, you feel though if someone goes, "Hey, can you not chew as loud?" Like I would say, "Oh my god, I am so sorry. I really am. I'm not paying attention. I'm in my own world. I am very." <laughs> That's uh, the thing. We get in our own world while we're eating. Yeah, I mean, I scr- <laughs> Andrew gets annoyed at the sound of the bowl scraping because I eat a lot of oatmeal. You know the, oat- and if you want the oatmeal recipe, here you go. The oh final yeah, answer. people are dying for this. Okay, here we go. Everyone get your pens out. And um, if you don't want to get your pens out, you maybe get out your notes on your phone and someone someone take this down and then we will repost it on our story if you post it on your story. So here we go. Ready? Let's go. It is one packet of either low sugar oatmeal, whatever your flavor. There's many multi flavor boxes of low sugar or regular oatmeal. Now that can be, you know, whatever kind you want, right? One packet of regular or low sugar. Then, if you like stevia, whatever you like to sweeten, some people don't like stevia. Sometimes this might be enough. If you're not a big sugar head, you won't even need to put in stevia. I put in three stevia, but that it can, I would say, would start with one. <laughs> then I would put in one scoop of Orgain chocolate fudge uh, powder that is a vegan uh, protein powder. It has the green top, it's a big tub. They're like 40 bucks, and then it, it will last you like if you eat as much oatmeal as I. I do. It'll last you about four days. No, it's a, it should last you months and months. One scoop of that. Then add water. Add a bunch of water. I would add a cup and a fourth of water. I like mine to be very soupy. This depends on your consistency. Put it in the microwave. Two minutes. Put it in a big bowl because that shit is going to rise. Two minutes. Take it out. Depending on, I like mine piping hot. Pour some oat milk or almond milk into it. Just a splash or a splash or two just to cool it down. Taste it. If it's too cool, throw it in for another 30. Stir it up. Put some more cold oat milk in to settle it and to temper the temperature. And then you got your oatmeal. Okay, next story. I do feel like that's a long time. I feel like it would be too hot. Why do I care? I no. don't know. Well, you like things very, I like things very, very hot. So um, Andrew, I think, puts it in for one minute because he doesn't care. I eat it cold. I just, 
I just I shoot the protein and I snort the protein. I will oh. say that mush stuff is great. Mush oatmeal. Yeah. That stuff oh. is cold and it's so good. Go on. I love a lazy snack. Why do I care? Why do I care? <laughs> Matt James. Okay. Back in the news. The oh, news. he's always putting his hand on Rachel Kirkconnell. I've seen so many photos of them walking the streets, and he always has his hand like this on her, and it is so cute. He is always protective of her. He is adorable. They've been spotted a bunch. Uh, there's but nothing she, you can tell me about them. No, but I yeah, don't know. yeah, I don't know. Oh, what? Kirkconnell what? Uh, gave him actually an ultimatum. She like flipped a it what? on him, an ultimatum. Okay, you said an ultimatum, but yeah, we will let it. It's a new car made by Toyota. <laughs> Uh, it takes seven hours to <laughs> get a lease. Okay, uh, an alter, an ultimatum, an ultimatum, uh, ultraman concert. Okay, so no ultimatum to do a fully committed relationship. So she kind of flipped it on him. She was like, "Look, if you're going to make this work, let's do it. But if you're not going to make it work, I'm going to let you do your own thing." Love it. So eventually, she's someone like, "Someone read the book." Well, Wait a minute, Andrew, you're missing a very vital okay, all part. Right, all right. Wait, she all wants right. consistency? He said, Lo- okay. No, he said, that's really all I needed. It was an ultimatum that I needed. He continued, it's been great. It was honestly a commitment that we made to each other that we were work- that we were going to work on the relationship. Love it. Ultimatums, they work. Ladies out there, men out there, if you... If you're dealing with someone who is a masculine energy person, whether you're you decide what you are, but if you are the one that's in like the submissive role, which does not mean you're a pussy, but the other person's calling the shots, if you're not getting what you want in a relationship, what you say to them, I want to be clear, you go, and this might not get what you want, but it's the only way to get what you want. You say, listen, because I even told this to Andrew, I would go, uh, like, if, if someone wants something and you're not saying it, girls, I'm li- talking to you out there. You're in a relationship. You're fucking a guy. You're not. He's not your boyfriend. You have to say to him, here's what I want. Tell him your feelings truthfully. Be like, I'm in love with you if that's the truth. I like you a lot. I could see being in love with you. I could see you as a husband. Tell them exactly how you feel. It's okay. They'll be able to handle it if they're the right guy. And this isn't to say like, you don't, des- you don't want him if he's not going to be able to handle it. This actually will turn him on more than you think it will. Tell him your feelings. Only speak from I feel. Then say, this is what I want. And if you don't want that, bye-bye. And literally... You have to say goodbye and cut them off in every way. And there's no gray area of like, let's see how it goes. It's if you want this or not, because I know what I want. I'm as sure as I'm as sure as hell that I want this. And I don't know if it's going to last forever, but it might. And I want to give it a whirl. And then you need to actually go through with the ultimatum. You can't just say, I'm leaving you unless you do this and then never leave and just let them kind of go, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to look into getting therapy. No, unless you get help, I'm leaving. And here's the date I'm leaving. And if they don't, you got to leave. And guess what? It's the only way to get. Th- Have you ever seen intervention? People need to give ultimatums to get people mm-hmm. to get help. It's the same system as getting a guy to commit. Guys do not want to commit. It is not in their nature. Addicts do not want to give up the drug. It's not in their nature. You need to make it so that they lose things that they love and make them realize how much they love you in order to make the change. And I also think reading the article, I think she was doing the work for the racism stuff. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, he was fucking other girls. Yeah, and she's—he like, was doing the work. She's too. like, 
Yeah, he was doing a lot of work. And she was like, look, I'm doing this work. I'm like doing everything I need to do to get yeah, you. Yeah, I'm reading. Picture. And you're fucking other women. And yet you're holding it over me that you're not with me because I'm racist. I think she was just tired of that. She, yeah. She, and, she, and, and I'm sure she was in the doghouse with what she did. <laughs> and she was just like, you know what? I'm actually trying to get out of this and I'm ready for a commitment. Let's talk about that. Let's not talk about the racism thing, uh, you know, which is an important topic. But like it's been addressed. What about the commitment? What about you? Yeah. 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 Stop using my racism to go down on 40 other women. Yes. All right. Let's get to our guest. Today, we're doing a deep dive Wednesday, which is a new thing I came up with just recently where we just like <laughs> go really hard into a topic that, you know, we kind of talk about a lot on the show and we never really have time to get into. Today, it's going to be masturbation, self-pleasure, sex toys. And who better to have with me today on the show talking about this than obviously Andrew is here. But uh, <laughs> uh, Emily, Mo Dr. Emily Morse, who is a uh, let me just get your credits right because sure. you are you're a doctor and I always forget about that because you're just so cool and I not that doctors aren't cool <laughs> right uh, she's a doctor of human sexuality and obviously you can listen to her longest running sex and relationship podcast sex with Emily which I've talked a lot about on this show it has taught me so much sex with Emily mm -hmm. sex with Emily there are two episodes every week Tuesday and Friday and you can follow her on Instagram for so much great sex info infographics just great Great positive reinforcements, statements like, you should have an orgasm today. Do it. And I'm like, okay, uh, Instagram it's like if post. David Goggins told me to have an orgasm. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, motivational speaking for, for sex. And you can follow her at Sex with Emily on Instagram and everywhere else. Um, love having you on the show. We've worked together before. Uh, welcome to the show, yes. Emily Morris. Hi. Hi. So good to see you. So good to see so you. Good to see all of you, the whole team. The whole Congratulations team. Congratulations on the podcast, you guys. Thank it you. Congratulations great. on being our first guest because we wanted to have in someone <gasps> who was an expert who was going to enlighten us on something that we talk a lot about but we don't really have all of the facts <laughs> um are you we're talking about masturbation today which we've already talked about on the show and sex toys you i just want to say are someone that got me into using lube by myself uh because why not you also got me into audio porn, which I haven't gone back to, but the first time I did it was almost too intimate because it was just like, felt like a man was whispering in my ear and it was just made me sad because it's what I wanted so badly. But you've, you've introduced me to so many new concepts in terms of self-pleasure as a single woman. Are you a single woman right now? And what's your sex life like when you are? Okay. Well, I am, I'm dating. Okay. So I'm, I'm dating a few people right now, which is kind of my jam at this Ooh. moment. It's been quarantine. I am single. I got a dog. She's sitting right there. Super Congrats. happy about that. But thanks, babe. But I'm yeah. I'm dating someone. I'm dating like two or three people. Okay. And they all know about each other. But during quarantine, I was mostly single. I would say for the majority of the time. Okay. And so I do masturbate a lot. If that's your question. Yeah. How often? I would say okay. So first off, it's masturbation month. Oh, it it's is. May. Yeah. So oh. this is perfect. So happy Masturbation Month. Thank you. Um, it's been 15 yeah, so years we, for me. It's <laughs> Right? It's exactly. Masturbation uh, generation. Yeah, two decades. It's great. But, I'm alone. But, but here's the thing about masturbation. Whether you're single or you're in a relationship, you should always be masturbating. Because sex begets sex. So people wonder like, oh, I've been single and I'm not having sex. And then they go to have sex and they're like... I wasn't in the mood or I didn't know what to do. You got to keep that engine running. Think of it like working out. If you worked out twice a year, you wouldn't be in great shape. 
So the more you keep going and self-love and self-pleasure, first for me, masturbation was how I learned everything about my body. I learned how to have better orgasms. I learned how to connect with a partner and say, this is exactly where I need you to touch me. Because they don't freaking know. Every On the button of my different. vibrator. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right here. Here's here's how you use it. Remotes are hard to figure out. That's my clit is the blue button with a plus sign on it. Turn it up. Um, I think you're so right. And that is something else that you taught me in listening to your podcast. I'm serious. You guys have to listen to Sex with Emily. It's not one of these sex podcasts that you kind of roll your eyes about where it's just like girls just talking about how much they love anal, which is like my favorite kind of podcast as well. But this, I really, I'm someone who thinks I know everything when it comes to this shit and and I, I just don't and it's you even talk to me about like just the self-love aspect and like feeling your vagina like feeling trying to put your brain down there and feel what it feels like to have the blood rush down there I when you told me that one you told me that like okay. on your podcast but it was like a friend was telling me yeah. I went and masturbated and I was like masturbated and I thought of that I was like trying to think with my vagina it was a totally different experience because I realized I don't even I don't even pay attention to what I feel down there most of the time. Right. It's right. all up no here. One does. Well, well, here's the thing. Well, we are cut off. So, so many, and I hear this from women more than men, but when you think about it, it's actually for all genders. For Well, let's start with women. We are cut off. We don't want to look at our, this is just many. We don't want to look at our vaginas. We have shame around it. My labia is long. Someone shaved me. Someone shaved me. Someone shamed me mm-hmm. about my vagina. I can't have orgasms. So, but then we expect but when sex happens, I should be totally ready and open. So the thing about breathing during sex, not breathing. only does it, or during masturbation, not only does it help facilitate orgasm, like your orgasms, it's it's all energy, right? So it's like breath, when you picture yourself breathing deep into your pelvic floor, like a breathe, and I'm not all wooey on my show. I'm just saying, this is reality. When you are like cock, like O blocking yourself, like orgasm blocking, you just kind of picture it and you can feel it moving through your body. So breath is important. Uh, Taking a look, like take a mirror and actually like what is going on down there? Because this is what I've learned. I was like, and I was in grad school for this, right? And they were like, you got to go home and look in a mirror. I'm like, I don't want to do that. You know, I'm like, I got to look. But when you look (laughs) and then you touch yourself and you masturbate, you realize that like, you know, all those Giorgio O'Keefe paintings Mm -hmm. where like flower blooms. (laughs) Oh, my clitoris actually, when I touch myself, it blossoms because the blood starts to flow. Like it's like it becomes more swollen. So the cool thing is, since I love my vibrators and I use them, I mean, I'm one of these women, only 20% of women can orgasm from a penis alone. So right. really, most women, as for guys, just so you're worried about your penis size, Andrew, I've heard you make some comments about this on yeah. Nikki's show. It's all jokes, it's yeah. Not, <laughs> all jokes, totally. But we don't care, like sure, some care, just like you might want a woman with large breasts, small breasts. It's really about the clitoris. It's all external, even though there's internal cl- uh, nerve endings. The point is, I use a vibrator. I was like, oh, when I use that, it swells. So when I'm with a guy, and I can come from oral sex, I can come other ways. But I was like, look at this cool toy. I'm like, do you see when you put it there? I'm like, watch how it swells. And then they get into it. Yeah. And they're like, I'm like, this is how you use it. And then there's no threat and there's no weirdness. They're they're part of the, the orgasm. But I had to learn that through masturbation. Wow. And I do it. So sometimes I forget. I wear a vibrator around my neck. Nikki, I have to send you one of these. What? Well, it's like cruel intentions. (laughs) It's waterproof and rechargeable. It's a vest. It's like literally the best vibrator. It looks like a really long like pen. It looks like a pen, like a vape pen. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I wear it every day. Okay. It's called a Vesper by Crave. Thank you. I'm going to give Are you in LA still? Uh, No, no, I'm in St. Louis. Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. It says... 
It's from, it's, I do it with this company called Crave and it says you can get three phrases. I come first, turn me on or meditate, masturbate, manifest. But anyway, it works. <laughs> I always have it. Then I like, uh, what was I saying? Vibrates. Oh, Wait, do you what if you're at the bank and someone that? says, I like your necklace. If you're at the bank and the teller's like, oh, I like your necklace. What do you, do you just say it thank depends. you? Okay. It depends where I'm at. Like if someone's like, oh, that's cool. I can kind of read the room. Right, right. But I get sometimes it. if it's a woman and I'll be like, you know what? It's actually a vibrator. Yes. They're like, oh my God. Yes. Who doesn't want that? I also vibrate in the shower. So sometimes I forget to masturbate and I'll like have waterproof in the vibrators in the shower. Yes. Because I'm like, I'm just going to knock one out because the thing about masturbation is it enhances our mood. It it, it improves our, our ability to connect with ourselves. It, it boosts your immune system. And we all know you have an orgasm, you fucking feel better. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question though? Do you Please. ever, do you ever masturbate and then, you know, your guy, you have a date that night or a date the next day and you don't, for me, I feel like I'm not as horny if I masturbate the day before or the day of to want to pleasure the woman or like saves his stock because I'm also on Zoloft, so it's hard for me to actually have an orgasm. Like I really only can have them with a woman if like once every three or four days. I don't. It's something going on in my head. It's different for men. It's different for men. So the genders are pretty similar when it comes to a lot of things with sex, but the one area is that for men, it's better to kind of. For you, sounds like for you, you understand your body. It's better to wait. You're like, I'm going to build it up and then I'm going to be ready to go. But for women, it's like pre-gaming. Like we can have like 236 orgasms wow. a day. If you look at like like tantric, like if you go back to like tantric massage or tantric beliefs, it's like we can keep coming and coming and coming. And in fact, the more we come, the more chi we have, the more energy. But for men, it's better to save it. So you're yeah, doing the right thing. I totally agree. Uh, I feel like before a date, I sometimes would masturbate before a date that I'm nervous about or like, am I even going to feel sexual? Because I have a lot of hangups with intimacy with men. And I would I just I, I shut down a little bit when I feel like we might get intimate for the first time. I just am scared of that first time. But if I'm already been masturbating a lot, like you said, it gets me in the mindset of like, I'm a sexual person. Like I I went through a drought of two years of not having any sex or like, you know, making out with guy one time in two years, like just really nothing. But I masturbated so much that I feel like I came out of it like I had been fucking the whole time, like I'd been in a relationship exactly, and came out of it so much more, so much better in bed that by the time I did get in bed again, I was like a, a dynamo. I was really impressive. I remember the guy being like, you're like a porn star. And I was like, this is pretty basic to me. And it's like, I just know what I like. And I'm just know, hey, let's do this position. Right. Let's do this. And it wasn't anything that crazy, but I was just more comfortable with myself. But right. I feel though, um, I when we talk about sex toys and like what works for us, it's it's not just like one vibe fits all. And I feel like a lot of women just get whatever vibrator they get from a bachelorette party or they go to the store once and they hastily pick it out because they're embarrassed or they get what their friend got. I found my clit is like lower than every rabbit toy thinks it is. Like the rabbit toys always hit my belly button. And I'm like, I need that. So for me, well, let me just show you the toy. And I I, yes. I talked about this on your podcast. You've got to check out the podcast I did with Emily. I did a recent episode of her show and uh, getting so much great feedback about it where we had more time to really get into the stuff. But um, I did clean this off, so any kind of thing on it is just water. I <laughs> promise you. So this one is my favorite. It is uh, the rabbit. It's also a necklace. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is an anklet, actually. Whenever she's getting money from the bank, she's like, "No, it's uh, a <laughs> flavor, flavor." They think it's a weapon. If I'm at the bank, they're like, "We'll, we'll give you whatever you want." 
So it's a giant pink thing. It's probably like, you know, a, a good a, like five and a half inches from insertion. Uh-huh. And then there's the the little rabbit thing on it. This thing is doing nothing. My clit's like all the way down at the right. base here. And so when okay. I put this thing in me, this thing's doing nothing. All it does is this whole part gets in my way. And so when I want to put something on my clit, this thing's just blocking it. And right. it's, but this, the best part about this thing is that it, uh, it has a thrust to it. So when you plug it in yourself and I plug it with my heels so that I don't have to ha- use my hands and feel like I'm right. doing it to myself and I can imagine it's someone else. And when I plug it, that's the thing I like best about it is that it has that thrust to it that makes it feel like it's a penis. But this part I want to, I think I might just oh literally God. get a razor no, no, and no. slice that off. Nikki, Nikki, I'm sending you so many because toys. Here's the one I love, but I broke. <laughs> this is the one I love so much. This is the thruster. It has no attachment, so it doesn't block my clit, but it, well, and it goes like this. What brand is that? This yeah, is, I have that. I have that. This one's, Fun Factory? It's, it's called, uh, it's, it's by Cal- Calix. Calixonics. Calixonics. This Wait, one, Nikki. yeah, yeah. Tell okay, me. Okay, first off, I'm going to change all of your life. Oh so my god! I get, yes. tw- I get 25 pounds of sex toys delivered to my office a day, and it used to just be me trying them. I'm not fucking. Pounds. I should show you pounds. And so it used to be just me. I mean, I've been doing this for 16 years, and it used to be like, what does my vagina think about this toy? It turns out, no one like it's just mine. Yeah. So my whole team tests out toys. So I know, but I there's other companies I'm going to send you. So what you need is you need like a thruster toy. Mm-hmm. You need, I didn't bring them all out, but there's ones that just thrust without the little rabbit part yes. of it. And then there's also one by WeVibe called the, um, it's the Nova. And they have figured out that little external part for the clitoris, the little rabbit ears, but it curls like this. Oh. So it doesn't, it doesn't just do this and it will touch your clitoris. But I just think you need a thruster that's not broken. Yep. And the Nova. I'm going to have him send it to you. I, you guys can all, Noah and, and, oh, thank and, you. and Andrew, I'll send you guys I toys. Pl- because I do. Here's one more thing I just want to share before we get to Andrew's toy. And I want to hear what and you I, use as well. I also have a question, though, about, and I think as guys out there and, you know, guys not feeling comfortable with girls with sex toys and stuff, like what you just showed me, that robot arm that mm-hmm. like goes like this and it twirls and it... No, it and just goes like this. Literally just goes like this. No, so no. Let's not make it into something. Else. Okay, no, no it's, okay. It's, because this it's was the come hither. This, was going, come hither this yeah. was going like this. Okay. What, but you also had a rabbit that was sucking your clit at the same no, time. No, it's not sucking my clit. This no, thing we is don't the, like that. We don't like that. Or, it's in the way. This but thing no, just... But I'm saying no, but that is made to touch your clit. Can I show it my, to you? I want to go my, get you the rabbit in my room. My point is, I'm just asking... I don't want to leave... I'm no, just no, asking no, that if I'm competing, <laughs> I'm if any guy with a penis competes against these things, like I'm just saying there's ego involved and they, do you, as a woman, is the penis still feel as good when yes. you use toys yes. like this? Because I you think use that's a, a penis and then you use have. a vibrator on top and of your clit. clit. Okay. And, yeah. and the fact that a warm penis is always going to feel better okay. than always, this. Andrew. Okay. Always, Andrew. Always. I was listening to a recent podcast that you guys did and Andrew, you were saying, when girls moan, are they only moaning because the penis is big? I know. And I'm telling you, no, we moan because it feels good. Yes. And it has nothing to do with size. There are women who are size queens. Like I said, for sure. They're like, I only want size. But it just feels good to be with a warm, working human penis. Yes. And so what Nikki's showing you is she's figured out her body, the yes. come hither this one doesn't come hither, but it's like you could do that with your fingers. Yeah, the and fingers. the clitoris. It's like Bridgerton, come hither. Yeah. But come hither, my yeah. friend. Okay. <laughs> I have that one but too. This is the Mimi? Or it's oh, like, so wait, okay. is that a suction? 
No. No, but th- do you have the suction toys? <laughs> I have a couple suction ones. This one makes so much noise, I can't use it. It's, Let this me is, see. This is the lowest volume. I feel like I'm looking at two girls play with dolls. <laughs> it is so loud. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's the lowest. It's just too loud. And when I suck, no. when I put it on my clit, it goes... <laughs> it's like a, an old man choking. <laughs> it's just too much. On his own like a lips. French bulldog. Yeah. yeah. Okay, mate. It's too much wait. suction, this one. Okay, I got. There's one called the Melt by WeVibe that is the suction, but it's much less. It makes no. It doesn't make any any noise. Okay, okay. And then there's this. I use this for my clitoris. This is the Mimi, mm-hmm. the J, by Jeju, and it's really quiet, like rumbly sensations. Can you and hear that's it? Just do you put something inside? If you're masturbating, do you have some? Do you ever use multiple toys? Yeah, totally. I do, but mostly I use clit. Oh, oh, oh! Here's my new favorite thing too. Okay. This g-spot vibrator but it's so little but it's great because first all not intimidating right andrew this doesn't scare you yeah that's, that's <laughs> and, but it has the come hither it doesn't make the motion but it like really fucking works i was like that's not gonna do anything but when you think about it most of the magic is happening about an inch and a half to two inches inside i mean you probably don't need that thing all the way the pink one yeah it's not going like touching your belly button no no it's like it's like the come i mean i have to show you i have this all the i mean i just want a guy to finger me honestly like like i like two fingers i don't even need a dick this is it i want something that can really like two fingers right yeah that's great that's all i need so let me show you this this is like think of this as your this is your um oh yeah your puppet yeah you have like a, a puppet of a uh vulva a vulva. Oh, yeah. I'm holding a vulva puppet. So here is... Wait, this is upside down. So here's the clitoris, mm-hmm. right? At the top. Here's yep. the opening at the top of it. Well, can we talk about the clitoral hood? Because I think guys don't understand yes. to lift the hood right. of the car. Like, yeah. there's a baggy part on top of the clit that looks like the chewed piece of gum that everyone talks about. You gotta lift that part to get to the clit. Guys right, think exactly. that's the clit. It ex- I wish there was like a also- kickstand for it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was too. <laughs> Can we just put a hand? Maybe, to- maybe throw a toothpick in there. <laughs> Close pin to keep it up. I mean, some of the kink I, kinky porn I watch as many. T- okay, so oh my God. so the so clit's up there. The so here, when you touch the clitoris at the top, the clitoral hood is right here. But look, there's a little bud underneath yes. it. But when you start to touch it, sometimes it retracts on its own because you're getting turned on, and it'll move back on its own, right? And reveal the clitoris. Not every woman has a clitoral hood. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. That's why we need this. Like literally, we're all different. But Mm -hmm. if you do have a clitoral hood, it retracts. So you get turned on. And here's the other thing I want to tell you, and we might have talked about this, Nikki, is that the clitoris is this little bud, but there's also internal clitoral nerve endings. So let me show you this. This is what the clitoris looks like on the inside. So here's the outside of the clitoris. I'm going to show you this. It looks like a wishbone. Yeah. So this goes the labia, right? So you have the external little bulb. Everyone thinks that's the thing that has 8,000 8, nerve endings, but it's the legs that it run. Goes throughout out the labia Mm -hmm. so people don't know that either but here's the point you take this little toy and you put it inside this is about two and a half inches it's called the g-spot vibe from jeju and you put like which means (laughs) i play in french and all we need is men think so let's talk about size men think that we want this your penis to go all the way back what we really want why nikki likes to come hither is we really want it to go up Up. and hit okay and inside right here like you're hitting this like you're trying to like hook you like a uh, mound yeah like the, so, so put a girl up on a pillow or two the guy in that i know you did yeah. last summer that would yeah. hook yes. the victims 
You do oh, a hook. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Captain hook. Yeah. Do the Captain so, hook. Yeah. It's a hook that's going up towards, I'm getting very technical here this morning. It's our like, pubic mound, which is like your pelvic floor. Yeah, like you, you know what's interesting? Yeah. Like, as, as a guy, I think like, we have, so we have, you were talking about you want to look at your own vagina when you masturbate. I feel like so many guys have had sex with their girlfriend or for years and have never actually seen their girl's vagina. Because like, the girl really, doesn't look at it and right? doesn't want That's to what show I'm saying. it. And yeah. I don't, uh, when you see. She has shame. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I mean, I want a guy, I want that to be in the dark. Like, I don't want you getting up close and personal with it until like, I love you and you love me and I, you can really accept me. And then <laughs> there's nothing hotter though than a guy like being like, can I just like look at your pussy and like yeah. up close? But that's it? what I'm I get saying. so turned on when a guy's like, wait a second, can I just like stay down there yes. and like investigate? Uh, it's the, I remember the, the first time like I, I had sex with like a woman and it was like you know during the day or the lights were kind of were more on than usual and I was like, oh, this is a pussy. Like, let me take this in. I feel like yes. so many guys aren't connected. Like a woman isn't connected with their own pussy. A lot of guys aren't connected with the pussy because they don't ever see it because yeah. they always have sex yep. in the dark exactly, while listening to Dave Andrew. Matthews. It's like, mm-hmm. turn the Dave Matthews off, put up the lights and let's examine it. Or yeah, examine it. let's take yeah. a look at it. And you know what the <laughs> hottest agree. thing a man can say, a guy can say to a woman is like when he goes down on her because we also, we don't want it because we have shame. We think you don't really want to do it. We don't really know what feels good. But once we get comfortable with our bodies and then a, if a guy says, wait, let me just take a look. You just lay back. We have all night. I'm not going anywhere. And then you're like, I, he's like, I just want to be between your legs. Yes. Then we can relax. He, yes. Then I'm like, all right, I'm in. You know? Yeah, and then you I'm like, do just- a pap smear while you're down there. Like, if you can't, like, let's just, like, let's do it. Like, I like feeling like I'm on, like, the exam table. Like, there's something, like, hot about a guy just being, like, curious yes. and like i don't know there was a, like a, the first time it happened to me i just remember being like i'm so turned on by the fact that he's not see- and i'm the same way with dicks like when i get to really know someone i'm just like i've never seen like a dick up close can i just like play with it and like be face to face with it in not a sexual way and be like can it stretch this way like learn about it and i and and the thing is it all stems from the fact that like you said I don't like to look at myself when I'm masturbating, especially after I use this thing. <laughs> I use a wand to get me started, and I do this okay. like outside the covers because it's just too intense. It's also good for burglars to keep them away from the house. Yes. I mean, this is a <laughs> truly a weapon. But this thing, yeah. I um, what was what was my point? Oh, oh uh, this thing, this thing really makes me like like get in it, like my vagina today is swollen and looks like I I was in a boxing ring last night because of what i did with this last night like it's it has to deep off i look it looks like i have a jellyfish down there yeah, today okay. so there's a little the bit wand. of insecurity about that but then i found that <laughs> when i i because after a guy has used this with me it, it did that and it really got like swollen and i was like oh my god this is so embarrassing like my clit looks almost like a like a, a tiny di- you know what i mean like because if your clit like gets in yeah and i was insecure and then it was like there was one time that i was like wait can you just look at what we did and it was just so funny it it's was hot it was hot and it was funny and it was just like it's fine it's not like i just i'm i'm a did anything wrong because my vagina no. looks weird right now and it it, it, it it's hot. but it's hard for me to to get used to like looking at it and being like into it it's it's uh it is a struggle but um but it's just it's about practice. it's about it's about practicing it's you're a right practice mm-hmm. think about doing like stand-up if you go back maybe watch some of your old stuff or you're like oh god oh god but you keep doing it, you get comfortable sex is exactly the same thing the more you do it the more open you are then it becomes something shared with a partner like my guy like the, the guy he comes over i'm like look what we're trying i got this for your cock like this is gonna be a butt plug we're trying 
time. This is a cock. Like, so he gets excited with me. I'm like, this, we got to put on 20 minutes before sex, this arousal oh, gel and oh, see if it yeah. works. Like, it's For fucking ya. fun. Did yes. you try this? I, I have before. That's the, the weed. That's the T, it has THC in it. Yeah, this one doesn't, but you can't get yeah. the THC. This is CBD, mm-hmm. but it works. Like if you have pain or you just want to relax, it's good for the penis as well. Like there's so much fun to have with sex, but we make it so weird. Well, let's talk so about lube. Like and, and people's and men's apprehension about that. I would say that's also a thing that stems from women because I, I am insecure. Why can't I get wet on my own? Why am I not wet enough? It's like such a point of pride to be. I'm so wet. And then to go, Bullshit. I need to bring in some wetness. It feels like, oh, am I menopausal? Am I old? Is he going to think my dry pussy is just like okay. the, you have? I had all these fears about it. Now I'm like, let's bring it in. It makes things so much better. So much better. <laughs> I mean, well, here's what okay, I always say that everything we've learned about sex is untrue. It's just that just know that. And one hmm. of the things is that women should when you're wet, that your wetness level is an indicator of being aroused. And let me tell you, that is not true. You can be wet and not turned on. You could be really turned on and not wet. What wetness has to do with is for women, your hormone cycles. Where are you in your cycle? It could be when you're ovulating. It could be after your period, before your period. You might be taking a medication, an antidepressant, a blood thinner, the birth control pill can all impact your wetness. However, men are told uh, that oh, if she's wet, she's turned on. And it's because something that I did, probably she saw my penis and got so wet. So there's all this shame around using lube. We're like, oh, we better get the lube from under the table. My dream is a lube on every nightstand. So everybody just says like, I do not have sex with myself or others without getting the lube because, and it's not just me saying this, it's like the Kinsey Institute, which is the premier sex research center in the world, did a study. And when you add just a few drops of lube to to any sex situation for a woman, like on her clitoris, just a few drops, she is 80% more likely to orgasm. Mm. And like, so no shame in the lube game. And I can tell you all the, my favorites. Yeah, like, what's the best lube out there? Uh, well, okay, so I love Foria because it just has coconut oil and a little bit of CBD. And coconut oil, it just, you could do, turn this into massage and you can play with it. It's not great with condoms or toys. So, I love a water-based lube too. I love Pure. It's spelled P-J-U-R. I have a huge friggin' bottle of it here. But let me tell you what else I love. Mm-hmm. Flavored lube. Yeah, this you got me into flavor. For oral so, sex, who thought, if you were getting a blowjob and a girl busted out lube, what, what would your thought be, Andrew, just before we had this conversation? Oh, let's just like dispel some I of I mean, the- you know, I mean, I, I would... Initially, I would say, oh, am I not turning you on enough? To have her, <clears throat> her mouth be wet enough? N- no, for, to have No, her... uh, oral sex. We're talking about oral oh, sex. Oh, for oral sex for lube. Yeah, what would your so thought it's be? Because it's, it's different. But like, what would your thought be? I just want to know initially. Oh, hey, let's um, use some lube so I can... I mean, you know, a small percentage would be like, okay, does your vagina smell like bad or taste bad? Have you been told that oral before? Sex. Do you need that? Or your, That's what I'm saying. No, to blow you. Oh, to blow me. Yes. <laughs> See, this is why it's so crazy to men. They can't oh, even understand. So what would you do? You'd put lube on my penis? I wouldn't, but yes. A girl <laughs> would put lube on your penis before she blew you. Okay. Well... I, I I I don't know. I mean, I would I would think that maybe my dick would taste bad, and and I would maybe be a little insecure about it. Be like, why are you breaking out blueberry? Isn't my oh, because your dick tastes bad? Okay, <laughs> Emily, let's let's 
Okay, let me dispel this myth. Well, first off, I mean, it doesn't have to even be flavored lube because if you use a silicone lube or the coconut oil, it all tastes fine. Like if you use a good lube, I I don't, don't go to the drugstore and buy lube. But this is this amazing thing. It's called, it's by System Joe. This is Muse, their like sister brand that they don't have anymore. And they just started calling it System Joe again, whatever. That doesn't matter. This is mint chocolate. This is creme brulee and they have salted caramel (laughs) and it comes in a pump bottle. And I am telling you, I, I tried it at a trade show a few years ago. They put it on ice cream. It's fucking like I will eat it's this. Delicious. For, it's delicious. What I'm scared is after she leaves, oh my God, I'm going to try to. She's, you guys, she is like <laughs> pouring it under her fingers like the goo that, hot. you know, I'm marathon runners. It's so fucking yeah. good. So then my guy and I will have it on my nightstand. He's like, go get the mint chocolate. And he'll like, go down to me. I go down. It's like, first off, why lube is great is because my mouth is never going to be as wet as like a little bit of lube can be. Like yes. if you want it to be wet, that's the key to a great blowjob. It's wet, you're using enough pressure, you're using your hands and your mouth, all the things. But if you're not, like sometimes I'm just not and I keep taking water. I'm like, just fucking use lube. I know. And this stuff tastes, it's so, like I don't, it's really good ingredients too because I think there used to be like cherry lubes and blueberry, those, those suck. But this for some fucking reason, like I'm making my own brand. I'm like, this is great. I'm doing oh it. Oh my thing. God, I love it. So I love lube. Okay, tell, tell us the brand of that again. It's called Muse. Wait. Well, yeah, well, it was called Muse. Okay. So they don't make this anymore, but System Joe System is the same Joe. brand. Okay, we got to try that. It's on my that. website. Thank you. I'm sending you guys a bunch of oh stuff. Oh my gosh. I, I can't believe how many pounds you send. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned so much. Like, uh, first of all, I didn't know that most women didn't have clitoral hoods because my mine is uh my my clit looks like Billie Eilish when she's depressed after a show like wearing a hood over her head like mine is like a depressed teenager my clit's a depressed teenager with like like I gotta really like like hold it up and then my clit is like so small it's the only thing that I'm like it's so small I wish it weren't because it's so hard to find and it's uh, a lot of times I just like give up on it but um I didn't know that someone women like don't have them and then some women don't have is it the labia menorah are the ones that stick out more that women can be insecure about and majora is the the mage the the outer but it's the menorah where women the yeah, women insecure. are insecure about the menorah, the majora. They're they're insecure about all of it, and mm-hmm. so it's because for some women, because what we see in porn is like a tucked in, like literally they tuck it in for porn. Mm-hmm. There's from different angles, but it, every single woman looks different, so they are insecure about it. But it just to me, it's like great. You have more nerve endings. You have more access to it. I just think there should be no shame. There's no one right way for a vulva to look. So going back to your clitoral hood, I think, and your 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 um. Yeah, so women have insecurities about that, and I'm just like, let it, let like, just unless there is stories about women like it's so long and they have to like tuck it's it into their underwear and it gets painful. They get surgeries because it's they a get pain surgery. thing. Yeah, it's a pain thing. But that's for most women. It's like totally fine and it swells and it feels great. But as far as a clitoral hood, I'm just trying to think of what like it usually why you probably like the 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 wand is because it quickly arouses like it gets you turned on so then it does retract on its own yes but it's not even about the clitoris the thing is is also going back to it's down the sides but it's also in here the pubic mound like so do you ever find that you put the vibrator like right here yeah i can't even put it on the clit sometimes because it gets too sensitive so you go around to the edge which is where the branches are of the clit right you're talking about all the nerve endings 
So it doesn't even matter if it's small, the clitoris or the actual bulb. It's like, it's all this area that you got to get into. So when I'm even having sex with like partner, like they know, like, cause they've seen me masturbate. Another yeah. great thing is mutual masturbation. Yeah. Because if you watch your partner masturbate and then you're masturbating, like it's hot. And then you can see how, it, what they do. You're like, oh, I didn't know he uses two, a hand like over the tip. I'll do that next time I blow him or give him a hand job. Mm-hmm. And then you can see, he sees that I like, press on my pubic mound or I put my fingers in a certain way. So then when he's pleasing me, he does that. So that's why I love mutual masturbation. But it makes sense that you would just be all these areas feel good. So I think you're clear. Yeah. It's all just and you what figure about, out how it works. Uh, what about anal uh, stimulation during masturbation? Is that even something like because I do like anal sex. I like the feeling of that. But sometimes I'm like, I just can't do another to- like I can't put three things up here. That's why I bought this thing, which is like oh. you ride this and then and that, this part's supposed to hit your clit and then this is supposed to do something back there, I guess. It didn't really do it for me because, again, my clit is like down here and it's totally missing this <laughs> thing. This is just, again, rubbing my, uh, you know, right. sternum at this point. And um, but like, do you ever what what would you it's recommend perineum. for anal or yeah, what, what would you would you recommend like a butt plug like uh, for maybe? Yeah. Uh, Throw in one of those in before you start. Yeah, totally. I think that butt pl- I think it's great to experiment with anal play on your own if you've never done it before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, get a butt plug, um, like a little like you can get. That's a big butt plug you just showed me. That's yeah, I mean, big, this is lot. well. This is to go inside your it vagina, and then the this top. is the tapper of the. Oh, that's, I was yeah, like, yeah, this wait. would be insane. I mean, I, I was this confused. is what I could probably do at this point because I really like anal. But like, yes, I I definitely would start with something smaller so take a little butt. i know like what okay so take a little butt plug and put it inside with some lube and yeah try it out with your mouth it is a third toy for you but that's why i want to send you this rabbit but yeah anyway try Um, it out for men too and what about porn um i feel that my porn use is heading in a um direction that I can't, I can't get out. I'm in a, I just like BDSM. I like really like kinky stuff. I like girls being tied up. I like forced orgasms is my like favorite porn because for me, I push orgasms away when I feel them bubbling up because they are going to feel so good. And I'm like, I don't want it to be over. I want to like keep this anticipation of this great thing happening. And so then when I finally come, I don't feel depressed afterwards or sad, but it just feels like the day after Christmas a little bit of like a whole nother day until I can feel that again. And so I push it and push it and push it. And that's why I am drawn to um, women being tied up and being like said, like, you have to have an orgasm. It's not your choice. Um, And now I'm kind of scared that that's the only kind of uh, thing I can like. I've told partners before, like, tell me I can't come. Tell like, tell me I can't come and then try to make me come. And then you have to tell me I can. Is that something that I should just embrace as like, that's what I'm into? Or is it yeah. something that I should, should, when do you look at the porn you're watching and go, uh, I should talk to a therapist? Yeah, where this, I should <laughs> need to pull back because it didn't start this way for me. This was like a slow progression into just only kinky, like really, like r- not, not necessarily rough. A lot of the porn I watch is rough because it tends to be women tied up men tend to be mean to those women that doesn't need to be but that's all i can find i would love right. a guy to tie up a woman and be nice to her but it's just harder <laughs> to find that what if a therapist was like i think it was back when your dad wouldn't let you play until you ate all your peas like that's why i mean honestly it could be that like delaying pleasure does is, does this is this am i broken 
No, not at all. You're so not at all broken. You, It's like if you're interested in exploring, there's some great porn that's made for women by women. Balesa. I love Valessa. Yeah. Do you work with them? Yeah, they're great. I, yeah, they've because that's made by women. It does. It makes me feel like oh, these women are being treated well, but they don't. They don't get. They don't get weird enough for me. They don't have enough because right. once I watch a video, I can't watch it again until I forget about it. I need to like eternal sunshine <laughs> it so that it's new to me. It's almost like kind of how you know. I just need. I can't go back to the old hits. Um, right. And so you're not broken. I think it's great that you know what turns you on. And then there's also, if you just want to sometimes, here's the thing. A lot of us worry that what we fantasize about and what we masturbate to and what we do and how we sound during sex is wrong and not normal. But like the fact that you have an active fantasy that you can go to and that turns you on and makes you feel good is, is incredible there's like literally nothing wrong with you in fact some people are trying to get fantasies and they don't have them but if you want to expand i mean you could say i'm going to actually try to like get into watching something maybe bdsm adjacent right maybe there's like right and maybe there's something else that but there's nothing i mean i love that you know that unless it feels like a problem i just feel like it's a slippery slope i I, and i don't mean to bring it to the to this area but i recently read a statistic that five percent of the u.s population consumes uh child sex abuse images and that is not because five percent of people are pedophiles it's because a lot of those five percent are people that got into extreme porn and the most extreme porn is porn with that's illegal right. with children in it right. and they just want the next thing that's more extreme and i'm i'm not scared i'm gonna get to that point but i'm a little scared i might get to something that actually might be exploiting someone because when you go down that hole of like and, and no pun intended of like i need <laughs> i need it to be more more i need a girl in a warehouse tied up i now need two toys in her now i need double penetration like i used to be turned off by bu- double penetration like how could you even want that now it's all I I watch. If a girl doesn't have two dicks inside her, it's like, what are you Mormon? So for me, I just go, where does this end? And is it going to end in a place where no one can satisfy me except a, a you know a, a football team, you know, in a locker well, I, room? Like, wh- where does it end? Well, I think that you've been doing some. Well, you haven't been in a relationship, right? You haven't been dating yeah. the last yeah. year. You said mm-hmm. so. I feel like. You've been doing actually what I've been telling a lot of people to do when they're single, they're alone, especially quarantine. Take the time to figure out what you're into. But I promise you, Nikki, when you are in a relationship with someone, which it sounds like that's what you want. Yeah. That Then you're going to create a whole new scenario that's connection. Right. And that's about this the is just my relationship with myself that yeah. might be coming to an end soon. But this, like <laughs> these days, I'll miss the women in the dungeons when I'm in a relationship. I might need to go <laughs> check in on those ladies here and there and refill their water bowls. But like I, uh, yeah, maybe the guy will like the women in the dungeons, too. I know. But you then know I'll be like, well, this dungeon, it's just not doing it anymore. Let's go to a darker dungeon. And then it just is like the stuff I see on porn. I just have to say is alarming some of the stuff that they go hey you liked this why don't you try this and i go that has blood in it Wait, why would you think i want that and they go we'll see you next week and i'm like god you know me porn. <laughs> so it just scares me where it could go uh final thought here though i i did last night do exactly what you said emily which is try different things maybe pull back a little bit uh i we were watching Edging. yeah we were we, or just like yeah except just uh, trying a different yeah. avenue being like uh because i wanted to get back to what are, what really turns me on that isn't a woman tied up in a cellar? And initially, the the one thing that I was very turned on by was a scene in The Departed, the movie The, the, the Departed, 
with Leo and his therapist where he goes to visit her after they've stopped seeing each other and it's very hot. It's just the hottest scene. And last night I saw it on Netflix and I was like, Andrew, can we watch this? And we watched all the scenes leading up to it to see the sexual tension. So I tried to get back to basics of, you know, uh, enjoying romance romance and like the buildup. And, you know, I... I don't know that it did the same thing for me, but it was a, an innocent, uh, you know, visit back to my like the the initial things that used to turn me on as like a, a high schooler. But it's it, I just struggle Practice. with. Yes, I yeah, just maybe with, try a porn that's more romantic and just see where that goes. Like something that's yeah. like he's like petting her hair and giving her a cupcake and, you know, like <laughs> yes. telling her how pretty she is. Do you watch porn, Emily? <laughs> I, I do watch porn, but not a ton, just because I don't have a lot of time. It's okay. not funny. My time is spent talking about sex. Well, you're dating three guys. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> I know. How, are, are they not jealous of each other? No? No. They're mature. I don't know. And like, they don't, I mean, honestly, like, would I say dating? Like, there's one that I, like, the primary partner that I see. I mean, I'm not, it's not, like, open, like, he's my guy forever, but he's a guy that I see more often, and there's, like, guys that come into town that I see, and I'm just very open with everyone, because that's just where I'm at right now. No, it's awesome. Like, I I wish I I could be that honest. We don't have to be that, but you can. The thing is, I think that people appreciate, listen, if you meet someone on a dating app, for example, you're swiping, you go on a date with them, assume they're sleeping with other people, or assume, like, just... Why wouldn't they be? Yeah. And also, like, I feel like the, the the flip side of that is you go out with someone a few times, you have sex with them, and then you're with them for the next six months or a year, and you're like, I don't even barely know, like, do I actually want to be with this person? And I think there's a great time in your life when you are single that you get to date a few people and figure out, like, who do I like? Like, what do I actually want? What am I into? And when you're sleeping with a few people, you can be like, oh, you, like, learn from them all. If the primary know, guy, though, goes, hey, I don't want you sleeping with the other people that come into town, what would you do? This primary guy, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. I, no, it wouldn't happen. The the, yeah. the the deal that we're in right now. But I, I think if it would be, have to be mutual. Like I think yeah. it would have to be. I'd be like, really? Well, tell me more about that. Are we going to change the structure of our relationship? Do you think we should be spending? Maybe we could spend more time together. Or are you what, cool what with him sleeping like? with other people? Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, I think Andrew's projecting himself all over I am, this. So I, I am. I'm, I'm wondering I'm for you. I'm just wondering, Andrew, though. I'm just wondering. I don't. I don't really know the answer. It's, because you put yourself in the situation yeah. of her primary guy yeah. with your girl that you're dating. That's your primary girl that isn't your girlfriend. Yeah. And if you would rather just not know what she's doing, you're saying that the fact that Emily has it was disclosed funny. We were this, about to have sex the other night, and uh, I was on like on top of her, about to go down on her, and she got a phone call from a boy's number. And I got a little jealous and it like affected how good I was sexually, I think, because right. I kept thinking of this guy's name, you know, like whatever. If you're Brendan. not official with someone, though, you should assume <laughs> that they're sleeping with other people, assume right? Assume they're yeah. sleeping with other people. So does that hurt you to hear? No, it doesn't hurt me to hear. I, I, no, I just want to know how you can be like open with communication and not get jealous. He just wants jealous. to know how the girl will be only fucking him and he can fuck other girls. That's not that's true. That's what we all want. I don't. Want <laughs> we all want that. I don't want that. Well, then why not just no. make it official? It's huh? I don't, know. Yeah. I don't know. How long have you? Been, how long have you been with her? Like three months. Well, like oh, that's, but like okay, I was that's gone why. for two months. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So this is about the time. Maybe you have the conversation. You could just be like the, define the relationship. 
Yeah. Or not, maybe not yet. But what did she say about the guy? About what did she say it was? Oh, that he has a huge cock and no. makes her come. But did you ask about <laughs> no, it or was no. it just all like, you, did you follow up with it or was it just like I this asked, unspoken she goes, thing? You seem a little off and I, and I, I, I was honest about it. Yeah. And oh, uh, she goes, that's a, my childhood friend that I've told you about 30 times. And oh, I guess okay. you just don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we got to go. Emily, oh, thank you so much for you. just hanging out yeah, with us awesome. and uh, teaching Step us so fun. much. We are like, I feel like this we're better off for this conversation, <laughs> which I always am after listening to you. Make sure you subscribe to Emily's podcast, Sex with em- Emily, wherever you can get podcasts. It's out on, uh, sorry, uh, Tuesdays and... Fridays. Third. Oh, Fridays. Uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. Third. And sometimes there's a third one, but she has great <laughs> interviews with people. She just has great uh, conversations. You fell in love with her today on this show, so make sure you subscribe. Uh, thank you so much, Emily Morse. And, thank you, guys. Uh, thank you. And I can't wait for those toys so to arrive in that too. lube uh, and the <laughs> necklace. I'm very excited. Um, all right. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. We've got one more show this week, you guys. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Nice meeting you, Pet. <laughs> Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.